You're watching Leafs Morning Tape with host Nick Alberta and former NHLer Jay Rosehill. The show starts now. All right, it's a Tuesday edition of Leafs Morning Take. Nick Alberga and Jay Rosa with you, presented and brought to you by Botano as we get set for another matchup between the Maple Leafs and the New York Rangers. How are you on this Tuesday, Rosie? We were talking before the show. You thought it was Wednesday. That's great. <laughs> Everything's a blur this time of year, dude. It's a wild, uh, it's a wild season, but no, my wife's going off with her goddamn hair on fire half the time, and I threw my neck out playing squash. I mean, the Rose Hill residence is a disaster. Oh, okay, fair enough. So you get like the full gears, like coach treatment on the bench from your wife. Is that is that what's going on there? You know, when the coach just loses his shit, spits out his gum. Like it's it's tough night, you know. <laughs> <laughs> no, she's got her folks coming in, and she just goes full psycho mode with cleaning the house, and then she's got a volunteer for every last bloody organization in town. And yeah, she's just a busy woman, and uh, it's that time of year. It's I actually like this time of year, but yeah, I'm busy. I don't even know what day it is, buddy. But uh, again, feels like Groundhog Day. We just played the New York Rangers. I know it really does. Uh, second installment in two weeks, and I was going to ask you, like, I mean, are you a guy that prefers the holiday season? Do you like to stay away from it? Are you looking forward to like Boxing Day and New Year's and everything just concluding? Like, the, what's your stress level like this time of year? No, I have zero stress. I think it's depressing when it's over, huge oh. build up, and then it's just like whammy, she's done, and you can just feel like it's uh I don't know, the excitement goes away. I, I don't like winter, and when we turn into winter, I look forward to a bit of hockey, and then I look forward to well, at least Christmas is coming and <clears throat> all this shit coming up and the decorations and everyone's got lights on their house and it looks real nice and it's dark out like early. So I don't know, it's just a nice time of year. I like the build up and I'm I'm kind of sad when it's over. It's always a bit of a jolt to the bank account. I won't lie. Like, surprise, surprise. I mean, Santa does get help with giving presents, as we know. And uh, it's a bit of a jolt to the bank account. But other than that, I'm with you. It's good to spend time with family. The food this time of year is what sets it apart for me. Uh, My mom makes ridiculous stuff this time of year. Got some of the Italian pastries in the mix. And I sort of equip myself all year long to eat over the next two weeks. So I'm looking forward to that the most. That too, that too. Well, that's why I play squash. We burned 860 calories in 60 minutes yesterday because I am just burying candies and fucking baking and it's just nonstop. (laughs) So uh, I got to, I got to burn it off somehow. And uh, that's the best way I've found, man. I sit on a bike, a treadmill. I mean, I used to have to do that for a living. Like you're training every day you get up and your job is to train And you have that, like, I got to stay on this team. I got to get this contract. I got to get to the next league, always pushing you and and getting you, you know, that's your motivation. And then I sit there now and to try to go hard and burn cows and like get a huge sweat on and push yourself. I fucking quit in like five minutes. I have nothing keeping me there. So it's, uh, it's tough to find stuff to do these days, but that's the plight of an old man, I think. And Nick's gone again. It's just me, folks. I'm sorry. I could sit here and uh, rant about my training regimen again if you want. <laughs> no, but keep in mind, guys, we got our, uh, we've got our holiday show coming up, and we want some more emails coming to you guys. Anything you want to know, like, and I mean anything. Some about the Leafs, some about playing the league, some about Nick's career in the background and the scenes, the differences in different medias, anything regarding Maple Leafs, our personal lives, Really don't care, man. Go deep. Whatever you want to know, throw them out there. I mean, if you get crazy and, and wacky with it, maybe we won't be able to air it live. 
but we'll have a good chuckle ourselves. And uh, yeah, we're going to be going through with all, all four of us guys that are involved in this show. We will be running it down for the Christmas show. And I will get that email. I think it's like Maple Leafs 22 or something like that at Gmail. I don't know. Nick knows all that stuff. So we will be touching base with that. But make sure, take this time, send in a uh, email with any questions you have. We also have our nation gear coming up. Um, I think if you live by, look at this varsity collection. We got people behind the scenes that are putting together some pretty cool stuff. Go to the website, check it out, run through all of this stuff and, uh, and see what you like. There's a, there's a pretty good dispersion and I've gotten the stuff sent to my house pro bono. So I've been rocking it a little bit and I'm telling you it's high quality stuff. You never know what you're going to get with certain things, but I can tell you the nation gear, they didn't, uh, they didn't cheap out. It's high quality stuff that'll last a long time. So enjoy that. And I guess I'll get going with the Sens firing Smith. And what just kind of was a footnote on the whole thing is that, Daniel Alfredson is going to be behind the bench too, which I just, that was kind of the most exciting thing for me. Jacques Martin coming in there and it's like, yeah, that's pretty neat. Um, but he's interim. So I don't know if we're going to be able to see him full time. How long I imagine if he goes in there and turns the team around, they'll give him an extension and he'll be the head man. But I was just saying, Nick, how Alfredson behind the bench is kind of a neat look as well that I don't think many people really touched on. Very fascinating, right? Like it would be like uh, Sunday think- going behind the bench of the Leafs. Would it not? Yeah, pretty much, pretty much. Awesome. And uh, again, I had to like think like when the last time Jacques Martin was a head coach, I even did some digging. This guy coached the Montreal Canadiens, apparently, the Florida Panthers, the Ottawa Senators. Like We're, we're talking back to the Pat Quinn era. Like that's how long it's been yeah. since Jacques Martin's been behind the bench. And now Daniel Alfredson's in the mix as well. And we'll see what happens here with the Ottawa Senators. Brought to you by DoorDash. It's time for the appetizer for a limited time. Our listeners can get 25% off. Up to $10 in value and zero delivery fees on their first order of $15 or more. When you download the DoorDash app, enter code NATION25. That's code NATION25, uppercase for NATION25. 25% off your first order with DoorDash. Offer valid in Canada. Subject to change. Terms apply. Um, You went through something sort of similar to this uh, in your time with the Maple Leafs. What was that change like behind the scenes? Uh, It's intense. It's, It's different for everybody because if you're losing you're going to have a coaching changes because you're losing. And if you're losing, the team all has different opinions. Who's doing well, who's doing bad. You know, guys are having bad seasons when the season's going shitty. Guys are having bad seasons. They're not happy. The coaches on certain guys, nothing's going well. So you're going to have a split locker room. A lot of the time, some guys that are happy with the way things are going. Some guys that are miserable, some guys that the coach that, that enjoyed the coach, some guys that didn't. And when the new one comes in, it's all, who is it going to be, right? And you got to wait and see. And is this guy going to like me? Have I ran into this guy before? Is he this type of coach or that type of coach? Does he like this type of player or that type of player? Everyone's waiting. And when the guy gets announced, you know, usually it's kind of like, well, we'll wait and see how this goes. But sometimes right off the bat, like in my situation in Toronto, there was guys that played for Randy Carlisle. And as soon as the news broke, they just were straight to their fucking phone to be like, get me out of here. Like they didn't like him. They had him in Anaheim, didn't like him, didn't want him, didn't want anything to do with him, didn't want to play for him again. And ultimately those guys all pretty much ended up did playing for him, but didn't like the cut of his jib. And then that was just a kind of a bad tone to set, to set off with, with the new, with the new guy at the helm. I mean, I think you got to, do your research, know who you're getting, why you're getting them, who has experiences with them. If you've got three, four guys in the locker room that hate this guy's guts, 
how can you hire him? Right. And I mean, I remember at that point in time, it was, uh, it was either Carlisle or it was going to be Dallas Eakins who was lighting it up in the, uh, in the American league for the Marlies and an absolutely beloved coach players coach. He ended up getting his shot with the, with the Edmonton Oilers and they did not allow him to coach the way he wanted to. He was a completely different person by all accounts that I've heard. And I always look back to that time and say, I wonder what would have happened with the Leafs if they hired Dallas Eakins. It always kind of bugs me that he didn't get that shot there. And, and Carlisle came in and whatever happened there, whatever. But uh, yeah, it's always a, it's always an interesting thing. It's, it's mayhem in the locker room. When you fire a coach, man, everything goes up in air and you got to see where it lands. Yeah. That's the other thing to keep in mind is like relationships, right? Like I think there's a, already 100%. some name, names out there in terms of the interim tag obviously Jacques Martin is going to be the interim but for how long he's 71 now the oldest coach in the league um there's always relationships to tie in like Patrick Waugh's name's been out there but I just never for the life of me could understand why it took Ottawa so long to make that decision right like they have been struggling and struggling and struggling and now I think it's too late in the season I, I think there's too much ground to make up in the standings the Ottawa Senators are going to miss the Stanley Cup playoffs like I'd be shocked if they didn't, but that that's such a good point to bring up is like the different relationships too, where there could have easily been a player or two in that locker room who adored, who loved DJ Smith. And now you have a fresh new voice behind the bench. Jacques Martin, albeit he's been there for a couple of weeks now, but like the, the chemistry could change behind the scenes too. Right. For sure. And I mean, why he, why DJ stuck around, you know, it could be what you just touched on. There could be some relationships there. Say Brady to Chuck goes into the office and he goes, listen, this isn't on him. He's doing all the right things. This is on us. We're having trouble finding chemistry. We're having trouble like adjusting the system, but, but DJ is, you know, he's changed it up a little bit and modified it with us. We're working together. We're going to pull out of this, like don't pull a pin on him. And then that's why it goes an extra month or whatever you want to call it. Right. And then finally, you're just not winning. They got to pull the pin and, you know, something like that could easily be, you know, the reason behind that. And, and those things happen. But at the end of the day, when you're racking up the losses that they did and the record that they are, it's clear. And it's not always somebody's fault. And it's not always on the guy's, you know, shoulders who takes the brunt of it. Uh, oftentimes the biggest, easiest thing you can do that would make a serious change is can the coach. And that's not always saying that you're the reason we're losing automatically I see this coaching change and I wonder what that means for the future of some of these players on this roster. And then I look at a guy like Jacob Chicken Rosie, who's a year and a half away from UFA status. And he sees uh, just the dismay around him. And I just wonder what he's thinking as he approaches UFA and he makes 4.6 million bucks next season. Like, and then you try to tie that into the Maple Leafs. Like he would be just a perfect fit for this team. And I think at the very least he's on the periphery. He has to be, I think a lot of teams in this league will be monitoring what the Ottawa senators do over the next couple months. Again, maybe they get back into the conversation for the playoffs. Maybe it's even premature to talk about Jacob chicken as a guy who could potentially move out again. But I think he's a guy who would make a lot of sense for a lot of teams. And uh, certainly the Maple Leafs would be at the forefront there. No, didn't we just have four point something schmilly open up on the back end dude yeah i look at him like stud like first round pick he's only 25 years old tons of offensive upside but you look at some of the dumpster fire teams that he's been on and his plus minus is is pretty solid like aside from one year in arizona if you even want to call that an nhl franchise um (laughs) 
they're struggling away when he was there. And I, I can't, I got to take those numbers with a grain of salt, but I mean, for how they've been doing and performing is not very well losing games like end over end. And he's only minus one points are over a point a game. And he's uh, you got to think some of those are on the power play too. So he's keeping the puck out of his net too, which is the big thing I look at when you're signing an offensively talented defenseman going, okay, that's fucking great. But the Maple Leafs don't need help with that. Obviously we need help keeping it out of our net. And it looks like this is a guy where the, the numbers, right? You got the, you know, and you got that money open up on the back end all of a sudden, and he seems to cover the bases. I think he's a stud. Maybe you could sign him long term, and he could be one of your staples back there with Morgan Riley. I mean, I, I think very highly of, of a move like that if we could get it done. Well, I think you're right. It checks a lot of boxes. I think the yeah. only thing it doesn't check is that he shoots left, right, and not right, yeah. and everybody's looking for that right-handed shooting guy to potentially play. With a Morgan Riley, but I, I think you look at the player specifically again. I think he checks a lot of boxes, but I will tell you now it's going to cost you like a first plus. Uh, I think Minton or Cowan would have to be in there. Like I, I don't think Ottawa is just going to deal this guy for the sake of dealing him. Like I think only way they trade him is if they get value in a trade. And I just think the Leafs are in a bit of a pocket, a bit of a window. Granted, they have Matthews resigned, but they got some money to disperse over the next couple of years. Obviously, with some of these contracts to Nylander and Marner and. Tavares to figure out that I think you have to go for it. If you see obviously that opportunity to win a Stanley cup, we've been saying this for a couple of years and there could potentially be a guy like Jacob chicken out there. I think you have to be at the forefront as they were. It sounded like when he departed Arizona, but I just think it would be a good fit. And ultimately that's what came to my head when the Ottawa senators made the coaching change and you start to wonder about some of the players on that roster. Okay, so let me ask you this. What are you willing to give up for, say, a Jacob Chikrin? What if it's TJ Brody and Frazier Minton? It's got, there's got to be a picket. Like, I don't know. I don't think Ottawa is just taking Brody. Like, uh, he's going to be UFA at the end of the year. I would give up Minton or Cowan. I would do it. I think uh, it's hard to find top four defenseman with pedigree that play with snarl. He's a bit of a hybrid. Like I know a lot of people look at Chicker and say he's offensive minded. I think he's actually much better defensively uh, than people lead on. I, I do think he's a bit of a hybrid and I would, I would pay up to get this guy. Like I think he's at a perfect age for this organization. I think he would pose as a great upgrade for what they have already. So I would pay the piper. How about you? Yeah, I'm, I'm on the same uh, thought process. Like, the time is now. Let's get it done. Unload what you need to to get what you need. Either you're making a run or you're not. You're not going to dip your toe in the water and yeah. go on a run. You're either going to fucking do it or you're not. And people are going to freak out because we're getting rid of our future. But there's going to come a time where it's not working anymore. And, you know, the time has sailed and maybe you did it. Maybe you got it done. Maybe you didn't. But you can start being in the other boat and unloading off assets for prospects and picks and all that stuff as well and get that stuff back. So I don't think you can straddle the fence, man. And I'm I'm of the school of either you're fucking going for it or you're rebuilding and the Leafs should be going for it right now. So get what you can and, and let's make a run. Let's do this thing. Fix your problems and, and see what you can do. It's amazing the pushback uh, and understandably so that we get sometimes in the chat. Uh, I'm with agreeance and a lot of people. I don't think Matthew Nyes is going anywhere. I think he's on a list, a short list of players that you just can't trade. You won't trade. But oh, I look and wonder, okay, so they want to upgrade the blue line. What do they have to give up? I can tell you right now, they don't have a second round pick. First round picks are great, but you need to package prospects with picks. I, I wouldn't be shocked if Minton or Cowan at some point over the next year and a half, two years are involved in a deal. That's just the way the NHL works. Like to, 
to, to get, you got to give and vice versa. And it's unfortunate to say, but this is why I think you have to be happy with, uh, you know, the prospect capital they've been building quietly over the last couple of years. Uh, the evolution of a Minton uh, Cowan, the way he's performed since being drafted. Like, it's good. It's positive. But you, you're, you're trying to win now. You're not trying to win four years from now. I don't know what to tell people. Yeah, and I mean, Minton and Cowan are, are are good players, and their stock went up drastically after sure. this preseason, and and that's a good thing. But there's no guarantees on anything. I mean, we could hold on to these guys, and in two years, we'd be calling them bums, you know, and they the whole city would turn on them because they're not producing, and we had such high hopes with you. Well, you know, all that same old song and dance that can happen. Bottom line is, if you have something, if you want something of value, you're going to have to give up something that you have. And it's almost a lucky thing that these two prospects have made such a splash. Their stock has gone way up considering what it was in, in the summertime. And use that to your advantage. Use that to your advantage to get something that's worthwhile now. Like you said, these stud defensemen are are becoming unicorns. And you get this guy, that, like I said, 25 years old, big pedigree, good on both sides of the puck. That's here and now. You you give up a, a roll of the dice with some of these prospects. Maybe they turn out, maybe they don't. But the bottom line is nobody knows. And if they have high stock as of what they've done in the last few months, use it to your advantage and get what you need, man. Send it down the road. It's not like you can't get more prospects. That's Unfortunately, I'm not talking about the personal side. We've sat down with Fraser Minton. He's a very nice kid. And I'd like to have him on my, my roster. I'd like to have him living at my house with my kids. He's a nice kid. Everything about him. But this is the business of it. Are you going to wheel and deal? That It's part of the game. And uh, my my thought process is shit or get off the pot. It's time to win now. Let's get going. Yeah. No, it's very true. And uh, I, I people stop. Stop saying Nick Robertson. Like nobody views Nick Robertson as anything in this league. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> if they did, he would have been traded already. Like he's got he's got potential again. And that's everyone's holding on to a couple of years ago when he was the hot shit prospect. And his stock, unfortunately, has gone down. It didn't stay where it was. He, he hasn't yeah. proven to be a blue chip guy and he hasn't proven to be ready to take the step. That's not to say someone couldn't take him and he flourishes in a new environment and and becomes a great player, but his stock isn't going to be up high right now. Everything is, what have you done for me lately? What is your stock right now? No one's going to, no one's going to bite on something and say, Oh, well, I remember he was your big prospect from two years ago. So uh, we'll, we'll we'll overpay for him right now. No one gives a shit. They say, what has he done right now? What is he going to do for us? What is a Mm -hmm. guarantee? Okay. This is what it's worth to us. That's it. It's very simple. Mr. P. Mail uh, Bacon, excuse me, writes in Minton Robertson in a first is a great D man uh, in return. I, I tend to agree. Again, they're unicorns, as mm-hmm. Rosie said, like uh, easier said than done. But obviously, some guys to monitor. Chikrin, Brett Pesci's another guy I would love in Carolina. He's going to be UFA following the season. But again, the Leafs are in a unique position after this season. I know we're focused on this season, but like they're going to have a lot of cap space, but a big time marquee name to re-sign in, in Nylander. And on top of that, Marner's due for an extension and Tavares on July 1. So yeah, you think you have cap space, but you have to allocate that money or attempt to do it down the road. But Brett Pesci's another guy who just would make phenomenal sense for this team. But it'll be yeah. fascinating to see how they, they spread the wealth here. Eh? Yeah. And talking about those re-signings, don't you think that that Tavares is going to open up some cap space? I, I imagine he'll want to mm-hmm. sign. He's the captain. He's at home. Or success and this and that. And hopefully they go deep this year, whatever. Don't you think he's going to take a pretty good haircut from his 11 tickets every single year? How much we think in AAV, though? I don't know. I got to look at his numbers and stuff. It's going to come down to that. But like, he's got to go down a couple of million at least. I mean, we're talking about 
Yeah. We're talking about Nylander getting like 11 and whether he's worth that. Well, then Tavares is on the back nine here, guys. Let's not forget here. If he's going to sign a four or whatever your deal, it's, it can't be a It can't be touching 11 million. I think he's overpaid right now. No. Yeah, I, I think in fairness, he probably is. But I think he's still a guy who averages a point per game every season. I think you look at the numbers, he has been the model of consistency. And I think you're right. Like that, that's going to be that's going to be fascinating because it's like, how much do you love being the captain of the Leafs? How happy are you to be home? Uh, all that is going to factor in. But how much are they willing to step up and pay him? Like, I think to a degree, the same thing is happening right now with Tampa. And we, we heard the comments of Steven Stamkos before the season. Like he wanted to talk extension and nobody was there to talk extension with him. There's the possibility maybe he moves on from Tampa. But I, I think clearly the Tavares camp has to know that sacrifices will need to be made. But I think the Leafs will also be fair. I mean, he is the captain. So you start to wonder about Claude Giroux money. I think Giroux makes seven mil a year. Uh, the Pavelski yeah. contract, I think, was six times three. Like at the very least, I think Tavares gets at least six and a half. Like I am thinking off the top of my head, this is me. Seven, seven and a half mil per season. That And that's a fucking major haircut, man. And that helps out our cap situation big time. And we keep a guy like, I, I love the way you're talking. That's what I'm talking yeah. about. And when when guys like, uh, you know, Nylander and all the guys that signed before would not budge and the fans are kind of like, well, don't you want to win? And I don't think it's fair to ask a guy to budge. I don't think a guy like Nylander should have to budge. He should get every dollar he's worth, make hay while the sun shines. But a guy like Tavares on the back nine of his career, his family is going to be set up in school, in hockey. His wife's going to, they're going to put the, he'll probably live here forever. I can see him being like, all right, you need an extra million and a half to work with to get xyz i can handle that he's made he's gonna make like a hundred fucking million dollars in his year i would think he could be the guy who says you know what and then guess what his name is fucking glorified all over the city because he took the hometown discount and he wanted to win and he sacrificed he was the only guy that did and what a true captain i love the story and i hope that happens man it'd be nice to keep him around but we can't keep paying him 11 tickets Oh, I don't, I, he's definitely not getting eleven. Um, I think that is a fact. But uh, yeah, de- definitely a lot of a lot of situations to handle for Brad Tree Living and Company over the next year, year and a half. Here, Wendy's is letting you win real food with your fantasy teams this year with the Wendy's Daily Faceoff Survivor Pool. Sign up to play the Daily Faceoff Survivor Pool to win weekly prizes like the new chicken strips and French toast sticks from Wendy's and the Wendy's app. Head on over to DailyFaceoffSurvivor.com to play today. So. We just mentioned John Tavares. They're going to be honoring him pregame for his 1,000th point, and uh, that'll be a nice little celebration. He, he has, I'll tell you something. I mean, for the pressure he took day one to be the captain, to uh, leave Long Island the way he did, to, to become a Maple Leaf, he, he deserves all this, man. Like, he's lived up the expectation, at least in my world. Yeah, we're talking about honoring Dubas and fucking Spetsa up there for some unbeknown reason to me. Here's a here, here's a thing you should honor. A guy that's just barely crested a thousand games. He's got a thousand points. You know how consistent, you know how good, you know how like we're talking now like you win a you win a trophy here and there and you're in the Hall of Fame, man. A thousand points in around a thousand games. Like that's just like I don't know what the numbers are, but I imagine you don't need a lot of hands to count how many guys have done that. And uh, I know we just talked about him taking a haircut to stick around, but it's a, it's a nice time through for the least to honor him. And that's when I'll pay attention to. And you know, you, you tip your cap to that kind of thing. Cause that's what should be honored. That kind of stuff. Not every Tom, Dick and Harry that comes back to play the goddamn building. 
Is it easier or harder uh, to play a team this closely to the last time you played them? So, like, the thing I wonder about, the Leafs going to the Garden, it's the dad's trip. They they run the show. The Rangers have been one of the best teams in the league. Is it easier or harder to play that team after you go into their building and do that to them? I think it depends on what happened in the game. I mean, if there's, uh, you know, you might be chomping at the bit if some rough stuff happened. If you didn't like their attitude or the way they handled the game, you might be a little bit pissed off at them and want another crack at them. If you're the team that got shit pumped by them, you're going to want to say, okay, what happened? We're going to watch that video. We're going to be chomping at the bit to beat them again. And unfortunately for the Leafs, I think it's tougher for them to go back and play them because you know they're going to be like, this team embarrassed us at home we want redemption right now. And you got to almost be ready to like weather the storm and, and answer it and take control and momentum back, which will probably be a difficult task, but uh, yeah, depending on the scenario, uh, but no doubt both teams will be familiar and would have just gone through the preparation and game plan for each other. And, and they'll, they'll understand what's going to go on tonight. A nine game point streak for the Leafs. They're six Oh and three. I was reading two. They're on an eight game home point streak. They have points in 13 of the past 14, but uh, don't mince it. I mean, the, the New York Rangers, one of the upper echelon teams in the league. They're well coached. Uh, they're well staffed. I think, uh, you know, it's cliche, but the first 10 minutes of this game are going to be vital. You know, the Rangers are going to be buzzing. I mean, there's pride in this league. We talked about it yesterday. I was all over the Pittsburgh Penguins to bounce back and uh, that they did against the Minnesota Wild. And I expect some pushback here from the New York Rangers. So I'm curious to see how the Leafs respond. I know a lot of people in the chat have been asking about the potential lineup. Um, I think it's an optional morning skate. So unfortunately, we didn't get much outside of the fact that um, Martin Jones is the first off the ice. So Jones is projected to be the starter, 1.85, a 949, one shutout. And he had 28 saves last week in a victory against the Rangers. Pretty nice. Pretty good. Good time to have that too, man. <clears throat> They're yinging and yang. And like we've talked about, they like the adversity and people tend to step up, which is a good quality to have. But I really think this game is, you know... The points they've been putting together and everything are, are great. And they're they're showing, you know, they're they've been having a good run here in December, but they fall trapped to that what the hell was that Columbus game that I'm still kind of hung up on, to be honest. And you can have an off night and stuff, I understand, but I'm really watching tonight. I think it's a good test. Like you said, just just smack this team around. Just had we're just in their building, smack them around. And in between that, you had that stinker, but then that absolute convincing win against Pittsburgh. It's it's a game where like I'm sitting here waiting and going, what are they going to show up with? And I really don't know. I don't know if they're, Scary. I want them to yeah. put the hammer down and say, hello, everyone. We are for real. We know what we're doing. Forget about that Columbus thing. It was a hiccup. We're allowed to have that, but we're on a roll here. We're on a tear. They could go the other way and just be like, there's a game tonight. Like I'm worried about that. So I really put a lot of emphasis on tonight on, on who, where are these guys right now? I think timing wise and what's happened the last week or two, I'm really excited to see what are these guys going to come up with? And I hope that their character shines through their leadership shines through their skill shines through and they put the fucking hammer down today at home. That would make my heart very full before the holidays. Uh, me too. Uh, I, I think it's pretty hilarious. This team is 16, six and six, and you have no clue which team is going to show up on any given yeah. night. It just shows you how uh, unpredictable, inconsistent they are, whatever word you want to use. By the way, Sheldon Keefe did confirm, and you see the lineups uh, on your screen, did confirm uh, that it's expected that Matthews and Brody will be back in the lineup, which obviously is a positive development um but yeah getting back to that point it's it's uh 
It's always a fascination for me tuning in to find out which team's going to show up. Like, is it going to be the one that was just pelted by Columbus over 40 minutes, or is it going to be the one that just fucking destroyed the Pittsburgh Penguins? You just never know, Rosie. That's why you tune in. (laughs) (laughs) That's why this team is the leafiest team in the league, man. But, uh, no, like I said, I'm excited to watch this one, and uh, I hope they've got the stuff, man. I really really want them to put on a roll. I know it's not the, the new year yet, but... I just want to see some consistency out of this team as good as they are. And their record shows good and stuff. It's, it's one of the few teams, you know, up there with Edmonton, basically who it's like, you don't know what you're going to get. How can you be so good? And then so bad. And I want them just to shore up their defense and, uh, and play a solid 60 minutes. That's what I'm looking for. And I imagine that's what they'll be preaching before the game here. And they'll be shooting for at the, uh, at the Toronto barn tonight. Yeah, they're pretty much like my computer. You don't know what you're going to get. I mean, one day this brand new computer. How about you crashing lately? I know. It's funny. And I'm getting heat in the chat and understandably so. And uh, yeah, this is a brand new computer. And I think it's something to do with the webcam. I won't won't talk about the company. It's a really fucking good camera, clearly. I mean, it shows my fucking nostril hairs. But uh, it just tends to shut off like once a week, man. It just doesn't tell me anything. Just the same shit as you, man. So we're working through technology, man. Love it. You're leaving. You're leaving the uh, uneducated rookie just hanging out to dry, flapping in the wind. Holy moly! I'm trying to remember websites and emails. I mean, that's but not my my forte. But. Who who has trained you though, man? I, I again, I came in. It was seamless. You didn't even mention it. You just kept going on. That's professionalism at its finest, buddy. <laughs> well, we're using that term loosely, but I love it. I was reminding the the watchers, the folks in the chat, to hit us with some. Some good, some good questions in the email. Nothing. We might not be able to use everything, but just go to town with those. Whatever you think, yeah. send them over. Yeah, no, nice tea up for you. Uh, so, yeah, we're doing a holiday special. We're actually recording tomorrow. It's going to come out over the weekend. But as uh, Rosie prompted, leafsmorningtake22 at gmail.com. Leafsmorningtake22 at gmail.com. If you have a question, anything you want to ask us, so we're getting together. It's me, Rosie, Carter Hutton, Anthony Stewart, whatever you want to ask us. Fire away. I saw the email today. We've got a couple in there uh, ready to go, but fire away. Leafs morning take 22 at gmail.com. Could only wonder what's waiting for us, Rosie. I know I'm excited. I, it's going to be an afternoon show. So I think I'm going to, I'm going to crack a Christmas, Christmas beverage. That's what I'm going to okay. do. I wanted you to sing a Christmas carol. Fuck that. What's a hook. What's a good hook to get people to entice people to watch and listen to this thing. You singing. Mm. I doubt it, man. Good question. I'm I'm excited for the questions. I want some deep, hard hitting, tough to answer, walk in the line type of questions here. I don't want what was it like playing for the Maple Leaf? <laughs> it was a really good experience. It's one of the great organizations in the league. Thank you for your question. No, I'm not doing that. Hit me with some good stuff. I know this chat's pretty lively usually we got some characters in there we know that so let's see what they got state of survival does santa claus have a middle name there's your first question saint nicholas klaus yeah i don't know couldn't tell you (laughs) couldn't tell you the elf on the shelf dominating the scene these days anyways holy shit yeah shit's buzzing these days we're looking forward to christmas we're uh, looking forward to the holiday special i should mention too you probably mentioned this but at the leafs nation 401 if you're watching listening right now to subscribe on YouTube. We're blowing up. So it's definitely a thing you want to do that at the Leafs nation 401 Leafs morning. Take wherever you find your podcast too, as we roll in to this segment brought to you by our friends over at battle axe throwing book your December holiday party. Now 
and snag exclusive Boxing Day break week rates. Visit between December 26th and 29th for 15% off. To find a location and book your event today, go to battlegrounds.com. That's B-A-T-L-grounds.com. And it looks like we're going to get some new pairings, namely the second pairing, McCabe and Lilligren. The leaks at the Leafs actually practiced for like the first time in nearly two weeks yesterday. You don't get much practice time in the CBA. Eh? They practiced for the first time in two weeks? Nearly two weeks, like a full practice, yeah. That is wild. Wow, that's tough, man. I remember practicing a lot more than that. And yeah, I remember... Different era. Just, yeah. Well, the travel, I mean, the, with the new CBA, you travel. I played in the new CBA and you hit every single... NHL city, no matter what, all of them. And you never necessarily did that before, which I think is great. You got to, you got to hit every city in, in a season. Oh yeah. I agree. 82 or like 40 on the road. Like it should make, it makes sense. Um, and then, um, yeah, the fact that I, 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 I've been looking the last couple of years at the schedule and I, I just kept thinking that COVID just kept buggering everything up. It would, it would push, push the playoffs later. And then you're trying to play catch up and then you can't start the season. And blah, blah, blah. It, it was difficult and they, they would have caught up by now, but the fact that you don't even practice that long, that's kind of crazy to me. It depends on who your coach is. They'll get you out there anyways. Uh, you know, depending on when you get, got in off the plane the night before and how much travel you've done and what the schedule looks like coming up and who's banged up and what part of the season it is all depends on what the practice is, but to have a gap like that right now seems insane. The big question I have for you, so any walk of life, there is always that person or persons, men or 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 female that like was there ever that guy on the team who was like like he was like he had he adhered to everything in the CBA. He's like, yeah, we can't do this. CBA says we can. Like there's gotta be one guy on every team, no? Uh no, not really. It there wasn't. Was, uh... Everybody's like, no, everything's kosher. <laughs> yeah, there there wasn't anyone like that. It, it would it would be like it would be like, we're going to go out and practice at this point in time. Usually um, at, at training camp, there's certain rules, how long you're allowed to be there, um, mm. how long the day can be. And it was basically to shut down like the John Tortorella camp of torture <laughs> that I had to go through. Like, fuck, how many years? I mean, you get drafted, you're just about 18 years old. Then you start going to camps and it's just like the first two days, you don't touch a puck. You just get shit hauled for two days, dude. That's brutal. And, and part of that day is busing down to Southern Florida University in 90 degree humidity in like end of August, early September, or whatever the hell it would have been. And running three mile tests, an aerobic run for a bunch of anaerobic athletes while Tortorella <laughs> was in the middle with a bullhorn fucking yelling at you. <laughs> it was a nightmare, dude. So they shut that shit down. They're like, this isn't, uh, you know, these players need to, you can't just whip them like a bunch of fucking horses. So I think that's kind of what came up in the CBA. I remember some coaches going, can we, can we go on the ice right now? Has it been, has it been X amount of hours since we landed? Cause we're going to go practice, but we just got home late at night, blah, blah, about that. But there's not anyone sitting there with the fucking, that would have been like Steckle or something reading the CBA, like a smart guy that's got his glasses on figuring out all the fine print, but no, most guys kind of, everyone adheres to it. We're all on the same page and it's all there for a reason. 
It just reminded me of the flight I was on a couple of weeks ago. Remember when I mentioned coming back from Florida, like there was a guy who interjected himself into the conversation where he didn't need to be in the conversation. Like there's always that person, any walk of life. That's why I wondered. There's a entire room, entire cast of people. I thought one, one guy would step up and be like, we're not practicing today. The CBA says we can't, you know, shit like that. <laughs> uh, now nah, there's big fines and stuff. I think usually yeah. the back, uh, there's a guy in the background that works for the team that knows all that shit. And he'll just whisper to the coach, Hey, we can't go on until nine o'clock because it hasn't been 12 hours. And the players don't really know too much about yeah, there was it. There was a big story. Uh, there was a big story in Toronto a couple of years ago. Remember they illegally traveled during the holidays and people yeah. blew up and it's like fuck the league. Like I remember. Remember that? Yeah, certain amount of time between travel. Yeah, um, something like that. But and, and that's one of the ones where. Yeah, it's there for a reason, but I, they were trying to do it to benefit the team. Like let's get yeah. there early so we can acclimate to blah blah blah. But. It's just like, it's like golf. There's rules there that protect the game, but sometimes in a certain situation, it kind of fucks a guy over, but it's like, you have to have rules in place for, to prevent that John Tortorella type of stuff and, you know, reasonable time limits in between stuff. So it protects the players and it's all the union stuff. So, I mean, in that situation, I think they literally left like an hour early because the 12 hours hadn't, but they had landed before the night before, then had a practice, then wanted to jump on the plane. And it's like they left too early. I think it's kind of a footnote and a formality and just one of those things, but not really what, uh, not not like a devastating thing where anyone was trying to skirt the rules or anything. I was uh, giggling today because I noticed that the uh, holiday freeze uh, goes into effect tonight, I think at 11.59 Eastern time. And I remember back to the days of Brian Burke where every year Burke, had to do a press conference and be like, you know what? He put his, he puff his chest out and be like, mine, mine's longer than this whole fucking thing. Like he hated it. Like you were on the team, right? I think it was like December 14th, no more trades. And he hates that shit. I know he's a, he's a family guy. He like, he cares about that stuff. He cares about people and their family and what's going on in the holidays and to put a guy on an airplane and have him break his lease and pack. Like you got to think about what goes on when you, when yeah. you, um, trade a guy. I mean, you got to go talk to your landlord and break your lease and maybe pack up all your furniture and your kids shit. You got to talk to their school. You're helping coach the team. So you got to recuse yourself of that. And then you got to find a new place to live. Are we in a hotel? You're doing that all on the holidays, man. It is a fucking Christmas to forget for your whole family. So that's what he's talking about. But I remember that freeze. If you're, if you're, if you're up and down, like if you're, you're getting sent to the miners and called up and periodically you're splitting time and you're counting your paycheck for this many days with NHL salary and then back down to AHL salary. It means something to you. And when you hit that freeze and the same thing with the Olympic Olympic uh, break back in the day and you hit that freeze and you look at another guy that might be up and down with you and you're fucking selling because you just said we just guaranteed, you know, two weeks of show dough. And uh, that makes a big difference True. to a guy that's on the bubble getting called up and down. So things like that that people don't think about are always interesting. Yeah, it's a good point. Like I was even reading yesterday. I don't know if it's true or not. And I think it is like Bobby McMahon needs to go through waivers to go back down. But you're right. Like Shodo's big, man. So you get that window at least a week where you're getting Shodo as, a, as opposed oh. to AHL, though. It's, it's night and day. It's big time money. It's big time yeah. money to a guy that's, you know, we're talk we talk about John Tavares and the 11, 12 million dollars and yeah. stuff like that. That takes the spotlight. But there's guys down there making league minimum, which is a lot of money to pretty much anybody. And then you go down to the American League where the salaries can be good, but especially on entry level contracts and for younger guys um who don't know where their career is gonna go, like every one of those checks means something to you and 
and is fantastic to have. And if you don't know what you're going to be making, that's the big thing. You have no idea what you're going to make this year. And not many people are in that boat. It could be X or it could be Y and they're pretty vastly different numbers. And to a kid that's, uh, you know, just been told he's going to make, you know, for the next two weeks, you're on an $850,000 salary and you're going to be making that for two weeks where you thought you might get sent down to the Marlies, but you made the playoff or the, the Christmas freeze. You're fucking happy as, as could be. I promise. Very happy. Uh, I was scouring social media yesterday too. I guess the Leafs had their holiday party, I believe on Sunday. Saw a couple of pictures oh. from that. So that's always a good time. We're going to get to the holiday parties on the uh, holiday episode coming up. So make sure to keep your eyes peeled, your ears peeled for that one coming up over the weekend. We're convening together. Your questions are coming. It's going to be a lot of fun. And Rosie might even get drunk. So that's that's phenomenal, too. Yeah, I was kind of on my own with that one. You're going to sit back <laughs> and sip some herbal tea, apparently. It's going to be a great show. Yeah, I'm going to make a cup of coffee for that one. Maybe I'll put some Baileys in it, actually. Well, if, if I'm not at Two Cats on King West, then I don't put anything into my temple. Is that kind of your mantra or what? Yeah, yeah. I don't like, again, I live by myself. I can't be that, that, that person who's having whatever by myself watching a Leafs game. I'm not to that level yet. One day. Soon you'll be that guy. Aaron says he's going to, bo- he's going to join me. He's going to join me with a festive drink for the, for the holiday show. Our producer at least is uh, going to step up a little bit. You are just disappointing with every word out of your mouth though. Yeah. We should all get crippled. Maybe, maybe that's the, uh, uh, the, the avenue we take for that, that holiday episode. And that's what entices people to watch and listen, watch us get crippled during a podcast so maybe that's uh i just want to add to so the new d pairings expected rally brody mccabe lilligren legison timmons so they're almost back to full strength you want me to list off some numbers we talked about the story last year and this year about weathering the storm with these guys hurt so so when lilligren left obviously the high ankle sprain november 2nd they're 11 3 and 4 since that game giordano 5 0 and 3 since geo went down like it's it's it makes no sense how this team seems to elevate when they need to, right? When these guys go down, they get injured, their backs against the wall. That's when they play their best hockey. Yes, it's odd, man. It it, it tells <laughs> me that they are complacent with how good they are when they're healthy, and they just show up. And there's so many pieces around them that everyone kind of expects. If you give a you know a half decent effort, we're we're so good, we're gonna win. And they don't because it's the NHL. And then when their backs are kind of against the wall and they're facing adversity, they're looking around going, holy shit, like we can't get stomped here. We got guys out. We're missing on this spot and this thing in the back end and the goaltender. And I got to step up here. And they smash teams when they're supposed to be hurting. So <laughs> it tells me it's a mental thing. It tells me it's an attitude thing. But I don't know. Maybe these guys on uh, on the back end are just that good. But personally, I think it's uh, it's upstairs with your mindset before a game. And I hope that uh, getting guys back doesn't make them lose what they've they've got. Because, man, their numbers don't seem as good as they are, man. Maybe we're too hard on them. Yeah. Yeah, usually I am. Usually I am. You're, you're, the, you're the nice guy in this podcast, I think. Good. No, you're not. Eh, when you get close to something you care about, man, it's and it's a frustration. They're a frustrating team, obviously. Um, yeah. Yeah. It tends to get your back up, but I don't think it's a bad thing. We're, I think we're fair. Yeah, I think so too. Uh, I just add to that. I'm looking forward to uh, McCabe and Lilligren that pairing. I uh, again, this is a big stretch for this team leading up to the March 8th deadline. Like, prove your worth if you're McCabe and Lilligren specifically. If you're Lilligren, 
prove that you should be here post deadline. You should be in that lineup come game one of the Stanley Cup playoffs. So I think it's a big moment. I thought Lilligren looked good uh, in his return from injury over after missing 17 games over the weekend against Pittsburgh. Brought to you by Batano, the 2023 EGR winner for both the best sportsbook operator of the year and best in-play sports operator awards. The game starts now. So it's the Leafs and the New York Rangers. How would you bet this game, Rosie? Uh, um, it's the thing I haven't done anything yet because I'm still trying to figure out what's going to happen and I don't know what's going to happen I'm leaning towards um, overtime which is huge value and I always mm-hmm. seem to like uh, over 1.5 goals in the first period I mean all you're betting on is that it's not going to be one nothing at the end of the first <laughs> And with, you know, high octane teams and different goalies here and there is, uh, is Shesterkin playing or what's going on there? He shit the bed last time they played him. So I don't know. Well, that, yeah, that's the thing. I, I want to see who the Rangers start in this game. Jonathan Quick's been a great story. He's probably been better than Shesterkin. It makes no sense. And they lit up Shesty last time. So I wonder if there's a response there. I honestly think there's more value on backing the New York Rangers. I'm not taking a side uh, tonight. If I had to, it's probably the Rangers. I think there's value. I think I expect the bounce back. How often do we see in this league, like two teams split like a home and home? It happens. I think from the least perspective, if they can grab at least a point, I'll be happy. I think it's more about the process again. If they could play a good game, consistent, I'd be all over it. I'd be pleased heading into Buffalo on Thursday. But Austin Matthews, anytime goal, I'm going to ride that again. Nine goals in the last six, back from the flu. I want to see him go all Matthew Nyes tonight. Yeah, me too. I like that. I, I don't bring I don't bet against the Leafs. I just don't. I don't I like to watch and 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 cheer for them and hope for them. So if there's no value, I just don't bet. I never bet against them. But uh Okay. Yeah, I don't mind that. Matthews is always is always good. Um take a look at who's been hot anytime points, that kind of thing. You know, with that second line been buzzing as well. Um, maybe you could throw some assists on those guys if Marner stays hot. Maybe they're gonna set them up. Hard to say, but I like the uh, I like the overtime play because of its value and the over 1.5 first period. I like it. But I'm not uh, the we'll guy making what... the call. You are. I don't know. I think we're a, we're a one cohesive unit. Oh. We're a faction. We're a faction. I like that. Okay. Well, that's yeah. my go. I'm going that. Okay. Um, our friends over at Covered Bridge are going with a uh, giving mood this holiday season. Uh, over the next couple of days, they'll be giving away three prize packs, uh, and it's pretty easy to be eligible to win. All you got to do is follow Covered Bridge on Twitter, AKX at CB Chips, and Instagram at CB underscore Chips. Plus, like and tag two of your friends in their promotional posts about this giveaway for a chance to win an eight pack of Storm Chips, which Rosie and I can attest are fantastic. And one branded plaid fleece as we get closer and closer to the Christmas break here, Rosie. It's the Leafs and the New York Rangers. They got Buffalo on Thursday. They got Columbus, your favorite team, on Saturday. We're getting there. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that one too. How long do you think until they drop saying Twitter and just call it X? So does that ever? I think they call it X already, but I'm one of those people that have been on Twitter since its inception. I'm calling it Twitter. It's hard not to call it Twitter. I don't like the new name X. It's a one syllable bad name, Elon, bad name. But uh, yeah, I think it's going to be called Twitter for a long time. Yeah, forever. I don't think, yeah, I, I don't know. It's just one of those things that you 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 associate with, right? When I when I go on the platform, I know it's called X now. It's Twitter in my world. But nevertheless, uh, thank you for hanging in there today, Rosie, with uh, our technical uh, issues. Uh, you, you hammered it as per usual. At the Leafs Nation 401 uh, on YouTube, where you can subscribe and uh, leave a comment and review and all that stuff. And uh, Leafs Morning Take, wherever you find your podcast as well. And uh, 
We're so big now, we need two producers. Producer Vic taking over in about a week here. Producer Aaron doing a great job of uh, bringing him along. And uh, yeah, we're a well-oiled machine this time year, Rosie. Yes, we are. It's beautiful. And if we could just figure out computers, we'll we'll be set. Well, we'll figure out it in person because we're going to be together at All-Star Weekend. We've had some questions about that. we got some big things cooking. We're going to be together for All-Star Weekend. It's, it's going to be fascinating because everybody else under the Nation Network brand is able to work together. You and I are just via stream here and uh, we've been kicking ass. So in person, who knows what's next, right? Well, I think it's harder to do it this way than it is in person. So I think it's going to be a seamless transition and we're going to uh-huh. fucking kill it. Professionals, baby. That's Shay Rosal. I'm Nick Alberga. Coming up tomorrow, by the way, I've already booked uh, Adam Copeland. Uh, if you're wrestling fans out there, formerly Edge in WWE, he's now with AEW going by his uh, real um, birth given name. So Adam Copeland's coming up tomorrow. He is a big time fan of the Toronto Maple Leafs. So we're going to hit him up with some cues coming up tomorrow. Again, that's Jay Rosal. I'm Nick Alberga, and we'll talk on Wednesday. Take care. Thank you for watching Leafs Morning Take. Hit that subscribe button and never miss a show. And for more, visit theleafsnation.com. T-H-E-L-E-A-F-S-N-A-T-I-O-N dot com. <laughs> if you don't know how to spell the Leafs Nation, you know what I mean? Um, but hey, sometimes you never know. A new year is full of surprises, but one thing is always predictable. Postage costs go up. Stamps.com gives you crazy discounts of up to 89% off USPS and UPS services. So when postage goes up, your business will barely notice the change. Stamps.com is like your own personal post office, wherever you are. You can even take care of orders on the go with the mobile app. No lines, no traffic, no waiting. Schedule package pickups, automatically find the cheapest and fastest shipping options, and seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. There's even a supply store where you can stock up on mailing supplies, labels, even printers. Stamps.com has been indispensable for over 1 million businesses just like yours. All you need is a computer or phone and printer. Take a chunk out of your mailing and shipping costs this year with Stamps.com. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM. For a special offer that includes a four-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com code PROGRAM.